0: Hey everyone, so Richard Dawkins recently appeared on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show, Well Laura Ingram happened to be filling in. Now, if you're familiar with these two, you might be expecting a rather awkward or heated exchange, but it was actually surprisingly civil. I suppose the fight against political correctness makes strange bedfellows. Here we go.
1: Scientist Richard Dawkins spent years attacking Christianity and religious belief in general and was a hero on the
0: left for doing so. Well, I'd probably say both yes and no on that count. On the one hand, I don't think Dawkins was ever universally championed or lionized by the left. It might sound odd, seeing as it's usually the conservative right that's associated with Christianity in the media, but there's plenty of left-wing Christians out there. For example, I think there's long been this kind of marriage between the black church and social justice or civil rights activism. Uh, Many of us may recall seeing black civil rights leaders like Al Sharpton clash with or criticize atheists like the late, great Christopher Hitchens. There's also a lot of Catholic Democrats out there. You've even got groups like Nuns on the Bus, etc. There's also a number of liberal Christian politicians and talking heads out there as well. But all that being said, in fairness to Ingram, yeah, atheists do tend to be lefties, generally speaking. I tend to think of myself as a left-leaning agnostic atheist. There are admittedly also a number of conservative and libertarian atheists and skeptics out there. I believe Michael Shermer of Skeptic Magazine is a libertarian. Uh, But once again, generally, quote-unquote, we do tend to lean left. But now Dawkins himself is becoming persona non grata on the left.
1: Recently, a Berkeley, California radio station canceled a live event with Dawkins after the public complained about Dawkins' criticism of Islam. Richard Dawkins has a new book coming out tomorrow titled Science and the Soul, Selected Writings of a Passionate Rationalist. And he joins us now. Professor, how are you? Good to see you.
2: I'm fine, thank you.
1: So tell me what happened here. This is wild. I mean, you've gotten I mean, I've watched your old debates with Dinesh D'Souza online. I mean, you guys have you guys have great audiences, great participation. But you've been doing this atheist uh, deal globally for years and years and years. And you have a huge following. But then you come against all the tolerant ones at Berkeley. What happened? (laughs)
2: Well, when you say the public complained, I should think about one person might have complained. If you actually look at the website of that radio station, their own website, I think it's running like something like 97% condemnation of them. And, sorry, yes, and, and 4% condemnation of me. You're absolutely right. I'm an equal opportunity religion basher. I've been criticizing all religion, mostly Christianity, for years. But you can do that as much as you like with the regressive left. As soon as you... you criticize any aspect of Islam, they come down on you like a ton of bricks."
0: And sadly, I do think Laura Ingram's right about Dawkins becoming quote-unquote persona non grata on the left, at least among the thin-skinned hyper-PC crowd. And by the way, I actually uh, dedicated an entire episode to his Berkeley deplatforming a couple of weeks back. I believe the video is simply entitled, Dawkins Deplatformed, if you're interested. For some reason it threw me a little when I first heard Dawkins say regressive left. I guess I'm used to hearing it as a kind of buzzword bandied about by younger YouTubers or bloggers and not someone professorial, for lack of a better word, like Dawkins. I think it was actually coined by Majid Nawaz, a quote-unquote Muslim reformer who of course authored a book with Sam Harris. Now, regressive left isn't a phrase I tend to use, but to be honest, I think it makes sense in a way. To me, true progressives or liberals, uh, especially those who also happen to be atheists, should be willing to call foul or BS on religion in cases where it proves oppressive or harmful, the treatment of women in certain parts of the Muslim world— condemnation of homosexuality, ugly and barbaric Quranic passages, etc., and they shouldn't hide behind cultural relativity when it comes to things like, say, female genital mutilation. And I'm certainly not saying that they're all like that, but in general, that segment of the left, that some have dubbed the regressive left, do often seem more concerned with political correctness than they do intellectual honesty and common sense, to the point where they seem to bury their heads in the sand when it comes to some of the uglier aspects of a man-made religion like Islam, to the point where they will sometimes even try to vilify people I admire, like Sarah Hayter or Aya Hersi Ali, a woman who herself was forced to undergo female genital mutilation. Why they have this double standard is a big mystery.
1: Now, why, yeah, why do you think that is, given the fact that it, it, today we see the most horrific violence being committed against uh, all religious minorities, all minorities, period? Uh, g- obviously, gay people uh, in, by ISIS and other ISIS acolytes, the Taliban, I've never understood that. I, I, the, the wrath of the left really is much more directed toward Christian conservatives, I guess. They think they're the bigger threats than people who are actually cutting people's heads off. That, that, that was a head turner to keep in this metaphor. I don't, know wh-
2: I don't know why this is. I mean, I don't think it's that they're frightened of getting their heads off if they let me on. I think more probably they mistakenly think that Islam is a race. And therefore, they think that anybody who criticizes Islam must, in some sense, be racist. I mean, it's bizarre, but I believe that must be at least a a sort of subconscious motive.
1: Now so what does that mean about all your readers though? Most of them come from the left. I mean, if they actually, oh, yeah. if so many of these people think Islam is a, is a race, I mean, that's a lowbrow beyond
0: lowbrow, isn't it? I, I, so I don't think it's necessarily the case that people on the left are so stupid that they literally mistake a religion, Islam, for a race. Although there may be a certain proportion who fit that bill, I think it's more complicated and, dare I say, more insidious than that. But I think Ingram and Dawkins both have the right Gist. I think there's people on the left who, even though Islam is what the second biggest religion in the world, around 1.6 billion adherents, they still view Muslims in a sense as a minority or an underdog group and they see criticism of Islam as bigotry towards this quote-unquote minority group. And in fairness, I think it's true that despite the vast number of Muslims in the world, you can still have a minority Muslim population in a specific Western nation. And I understand this good-natured impulse to want to be protective of or compassionate towards a minority group, but I think you can do that without being intellectually dishonest or calling people bigots for expressing valid criticism of a man-made religion. For decent people who happen to be critical of religion, like Dawkins, it's not about race or ethnicity. Far from it. It's about specific ideas and beliefs. uh, Certain violent and backwards Quranic verses, etc., that in part seem to lead to or excuse certain behaviors or practices. But I guess in a sense, for all intents and purposes, the result is pretty much the same. They might as well be literally mistaking race for religion. Like Dawkins, I like to think of myself as a bit of an equal opportunist when it comes to criticizing religion. Whether you're a Muslim suicide bomber, a Christian scientist opting to choose prayer over medicine for a dying child who could otherwise be saved, or a rabbi spreading herpes to an infant by siphoning blood with your mouth during a break, uh, there's times when religion needs to be called out on its bullshit.
2: I regard myself as on the left, and I, and I think it's, it's an extremely un, unpleasant um, new phenomenon. It's, it's now called the regressive left. It's only a minority mm. of the left, but it's a very unpleasant and very unfortunate one.
1: What do you think about just free speech in general today? Uh, college campuses expanding the conversation. We saw what happened even at Middlebury College in in Vermont, not far from where I went to school. Um, Berkeley, obviously, with the riots. There, there seems to be very little place for a real exchange, robust exchange of ideas. I mean, that's what college is supposed to be about, isn't it? Like Absolutely. exchanging ideas and a,
2: a university is. is- is is the place where exchange of ideas should take place, free speech should take place. It's tragic, especially that Berkeley, of all places, the the home of the free speech movement in 1963, should now be suppressing free speech in this way.
1: Richard, do you get upset when people say, I'll pray for you? Does that bug you?
2: (laughs) Oh, I take it as it's rather fun. I don't mind that at all.
1: Have you ever prayed?
2: Well, when I was a child, as St. Paul said, when I was a child, I speak as a child, I thought of a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I got it. Okay, Okay, I put away childish things.
1: I got it. Richard, we we really appreciate it. And of course, I'm gonna pray for you. And it's great to have you on.
0: And a little taste at the end of what you might usually expect to get if you were to put Laura Ingram and Richard Dawkins head to head, kind of an awkward exchange regarding prayer there, but still relatively civil. Uh, I don't really have much more to add. I just think it's kind of sad that it's seemingly become in vogue somehow among a certain segment of the left to vilify someone as important and iconic as Dawkins. Someone who, if you actually listen to him, actually believes in equality and cares about people But with that being said, you guys know the drill. Please like the Facebook page. Please follow the show on Twitter. You can, of course, check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Podbean, or Stitcher. If you want to help the show out monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekindoubt and help the show out for as little as 99 cents a month. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time.